I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Say, uh, I don't know how many of you are on Facebook, but I bet a lot of you are. And uh, Facebook is uh, problematic, to say the least, when it comes to talking about uh, our issues, and it's hardly a great bastion of free speech, that's for sure. I can't tell you how many times I've been put in Facebook jail. Good grief. And not for doing anything but making political speech. But you see, political speech isn't part of their so-called community standard, even though it is part of the First Amendment. But who cares about that, right? So this is what we deal with. And, you know, Facebook is very harsh in how they regulate and cut people off and silence people and ban them and all these things for what essentially becomes political speech that they don't like. And the argument goes, well, they're a private company, they can do what they want, and maybe they can, maybe they can't, but the thing that's really annoying to me, and it directly affects gun owners, is that Facebook allows these advertisements, these video advertisements, to appear in your feed once they know that you like to look at gun stuff, you know, the limited gun stuff that they allow to even go on there. They allow video advertisements to buy products from the communist China in which the Chicoms are selling illegal prohibited items under the National Firearms Act. It is outrageous. And what is happening is individuals who purchase such items, when it comes in from China heading to your door, it gets intercepted by customs and homeland security, and then they do a, quote, controlled delivery, and then search and arrest you for possessing this unlawful item that Facebook allows to be regularly advertised on it. It is, I mean, imagine, imagine if Facebook just let the Chinese communists run video ads to order from China um, an energy supplement. It happens to be cocaine, but it's an energy supplement. It'll come right to your door. Think that's okay for Facebook to have uh, those kind of sales online? If, if it, Of course not. Well, look, when Facebook has a video ad for an auto sear for a Glock, I'm talking about a drop-in, replace the back plate, push-button auto sear, then when you put it in the Glock, then any person can switch out their back plate and drop this thing in, and it turns your Glock from semi-auto to full auto. It makes your Glock a 17 into a Glock 18. Just that piece alone is prohibited as a machine gun under the National Firearms Act. Yet, every single time scrolling through the news feed, there's the ad to sell this backplate. It even says Glock on it. I mean, they're, they're, even, they're even putting Glock's logo on it and selling this piece like it's legit. And it's complete contraband, folks. Complete contraband. And if these things get shipped, then they're going to be tracked. Then you're getting busted. And you 
need to know that you can't order this. As a matter of fact, one of their gambits, which Icons was selling this thing to go on soft air Glocks. But amazingly, it fit real Glocks. I mean, good grief. It's absurd. And what are some real cases that have occurred from this? Well, been a number of people. I have a case right now, the Moran case, where my client ordered solvent traps. Okay? Oh, no, no, sorry. Sorry, that's the other gambit. No, no, no. Fuel filters for this case. Fuel filters. And the fuel filters are alleged to be silencers. And Homeland Security did a controlled delivery. And guess how they were bought? From the Chicoms via Facebook ad. Wow. That is constantly being shown by Facebook. So Facebook is aiding and abetting the Chicoms by taking their money and putting these ads into their platform that set up otherwise law-abiding Americans to be arrested and raided for the unlawful sale of goods by China. And the Moran case that we're fighting now, where he then got charged with counts by the state, with Homeland Security all involved in this, he's not the only one. Recently, there was such a case right out of the uh, New York. And in this case, in New York, out of West Seneca, well, this case involved John Andrews. And guess what he bought? Yeah, he bought the same thing that uh, that my client purchased. And guess what? There was a controlled delivery, and they raided and charged him with ghost guns and the silence and all this stuff. But Andrews' gun accessory, his was a solvent trap, okay, as opposed to the fuel filter gambit. And the solvent trap is what they set up and went after him. And what I really find interesting in this case is what the court said. The court knocked out all his charges because of the search being bad. And what the court found was that the problem with the warrant was that the West Seneca uh, police detective who got it to go after Andrew's home, and he got it from information that he got from the federal agencies, he put in his application for the warrant, he told the justice that issued the warrant that he, he was getting a silencer shipped to him. But that's not true. It was a solvent trap that was being shipped to him. But this choice of words, as the court found, and I'll quote, the choice of words used by the police in the, applica in the application were persuasive and wrong. This is the judge in that case. And he wrote in his decision, as a result, the court must find there was a reckless disregard for the true nature of the item and must suppress the items recovered through the search warrant. So luckily for Mr. Andrews, the court there did the right thing and suppressed this search as illegal. But it doesn't stop these law-abiding gun owners from being dragged through the mud from having to defend themselves in the criminal courts. And look, it isn't just my client Moran facing this. It isn't just Mr. Andrews here who had to deal with it. There's another one. This is a Frederick Oler. 
And this one was out of uh, New York, Frederick Oler. And here's what it said here, that the search warrant is issued for him in February of 2021. They conducted a search after receiving a tip from U.S. Customs and Border Protection that the defendant had allegedly purchased an illegal firearm silencer from China. Again, the Chinese selling illegal NFA, National Firearm Prohibited Items, to Americans. And Americans then becoming the subject of criminal prosecution because of it. And the worst thing about it is that these ads regularly and freely appear on Facebook. Facebook, a group that will, a company that will cut you off at the knees for anything that they feel violates their so-called created so-called community standards that nobody even knows exactly what that means. And yet they allow these paid advertisements to take place, which is in fact facilitating criminal action. Think about it. It's outrageous. It's just outrageous. Facebook needs to be stopped. They need to not accept advertisements from the Chicoms for illegal NFA prohibited items. Listen, I've seen solvent traps that allegedly uh, silencers like these cases, fuel filters just like this that allegedly bring in these cases. But even worse, that Glock auto sear thing, that's straight out. It's, it's, it's as if China's shipping you a machine gun. Is Facebook cool with that? Can Chinese advertise full auto AKs? Order them up? We'll ship them right to you in America? I don't think so. Well, that's what that Glock auto sear is. Same thing under the law. I've seen SBR stocks. Now, let me be clear. Not pistol braces, but actual fold-up stocks that go in a Glock. And if you put that in to your slot in the back of your grip on a Glock, you have just SBR'd your Glock. You have just created an NFA-prohibited item if you actually use it as demonstrated. This is outrageous. They're putting this stuff out, allowing these ads, and good people are suffering thinking they're okay, thinking how how can this be a problem if it's freely advertised like this or believing that it is a solvent trap or it is a fuel filter or not realizing that if you put this device on, you suddenly make a item that's regulated under the National Firearms Act. Outrageous conduct. And do you see anywhere in the lamestream media, do you see them mentioning this, complaining about this? Do you see Homeland Security uh, while they busy raiding law-abiding citizens that fell for this crap. Do you see them raiding Facebook? See them raising, raiding Zuck, huh, for doing this with his company? No, you don't see any of that. And who knows, maybe they're in bed with the feds, too. Maybe this is all an operation with the feds. Who knows? I don't know. How come Facebook is doing this? Is this just one big setup by the feds to allow Chicom contraband to come into the country so you can just bust Americans left and right with this garbage? 
I'd like to know because it's outrageous. But let me tell you, most importantly, I don't want to see any one of my listeners get into trouble. Do not buy anything that is in any way weapon-related from the Chicoms. It's that simple. And lots of times they'll hide it. Oh, this, this company is USA-based. Yeah, what does that mean? It's still being shipped from Chicom to you, okay? No, no good. Unless you want to get on the radar of the feds and get set up for a, quote, controlled delivery, I'd highly recommend avoiding anything that has to do with firearms coming from China. It's bad news. And they're playing all kinds of games, and it's completely unacceptable. So beware, and when you're on Facebook, be extra careful, because they don't, they don't care one bit about your personal liberty and not becoming a criminal unintentionally. When we come back, we're going to talk about a great unanimous decision by the U.S. Supreme Court. Can't wait to tell you about it. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law. A bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a Hey, folks, I want to mention about my good friend, Mitch Rosen. Mitch makes great holsters. My favorite holsters in the world are Mitch Rosen's. And I got to tell you, I have one on right now. And man, where do you try a Mitch Rosen holster? Look, he's not paying me to say this. I'm just telling you this because it's a great product that I want you to know about. And it's true. His holsters are really fantastic. They hold the gun without a keeper strap. You can draw it out, put it back so easy, yet it holds it so firm. It's almost like magic. I mean, old West fighter, uh, gunfighters would have loved uh, Mitch Rosen in those days if such a thing existed. And when you get one of his holsters, make sure you get the belt with it because that makes a full rig and really supports it. And it's just great. So check out Mitch Rosen extraordinary gun leather. I'd also like to tell you to please keep fellow gun owners from becoming law-abiding criminals. Tell them to listen to Gun Lawyer 
and uh, visit our website at gun.lawyer, you know, www.gun.lawyer. I own a dot .lawyer as opposed to a dot .com, and you can go to gun.lawyer. And I'd really love you to take a look at our inner circle. It's on our website. Sign up for the inner circle. You're going to get the inside from me. I'll be giving you tips, tricks, insights, and fun. Sign up. It's free. Go to gun.lawyer and join our inner circle. Remember, this whole exercise here, everything we're doing with the Gun Lawyer Radio and the inner circle is to help me communicate with you so I can let you know what's going on. And uh, big tech, you know, they don't care about our gun rights. As a matter of fact, they're uh, against us. They're setting us up with the raids from Homeland Security, doing all kinds of things you need to know about, and they're not letting us express it and get the word out. So this is how we we get around that with this kind of alternative communication. It's important. You know they don't like us. You know they're trying to shut us down. So the Inner Circle and Gun Lawyer Radio is a way to stay in contact and avoid their efforts. Please subscribe to the podcast. It helps get it out there. It helps promote it. It's important. Subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. And... Um, Help me get the word out. I'm depending on you. Now, one of the exciting cases that just was decided by the Supreme Court is the Coniglia versus Strom case. And this case is really, really outstanding. It was a unanimous decision. All nine Supreme Court judges agreeing with this. I mean, it's almost shocking to think that all agreeing that the seizure of a handgun from an individual in his home because of claims that he was uh, mentally having a problem, you know, this virtual kind of sort of like red flag, but this wasn't officially red flag, coming in and taking his gun, and he sued over these actions because there was no warrant. There was no warrant to take his gun. And what the, what the state, what the government claimed, oh, well, we can do that. It's under our community caretaking uh, exemption. We don't need a warrant for community caretaking. And what they're doing is they're abusing and attempting to exploit an exemption that exists for Fourth Amendment. But the court, the Supreme Court ruled quite clearly and without any uh, ambiguity that no the community caretaking standard in this type of case here it doesn't apply you need a warrant when you're invading somebody's home as compared to an automobile by the way when you're talking about a home we believe in america that our home is our castle we believe that we need to be secure and our personal property and effects, and nothing, nothing is more sacred than our home and the privacy and protection in our home. And you cannot seize guns based on community caretaking standard. And that it was a 9-0 decision and a win. And that's really heartening. And I'll tell you what, folks, there's a couple things this case stands for. It's really interesting. Number one, this case was a unanimous decision, but not based on the Second Amendment. 
You know, we all we all love the Second Amendment, and we love it. We love the Second Amendment. And not only do we love the Second Amendment, and I hope you love all the amendments, because I sure do. I love every right that I can get my hands on, frankly. I love them all. And the rights in the Constitution include the Fourth Amendment right. And this case was a Fourth Amendment case. This is a case that completely depended upon, ruled upon, and essentially gave a gun owner a win on Fourth Amendment, not Second Amendment. The right to be secure against searches and seizures with, and that a warrant is required under the Fourth Amendment. And that's what gave the win here. And you may, you know, why, why do we have a Fourth Amendment at all? How did, how, how did this come about? Why did our founding fathers feel that we needed to have this type of guarantee and requirement that there be a warrant? And that's because as many of the amendments, many of the guarantees of our rights that are in the Bill of Rights, they're guarantees of our rights, were placed there because of lousy experience with the British occupiers, okay, with the British. And what the British did during the Revolution is they would just search and seize at will. There was no warrant requirement for the British to search your home to tear it up, to look for anything they wanted. There's no privacy. If they wanted the search, they did it. They had general warrants, general warrants, general search. No big deal. You know who else had general warrants to search anytime they wanted? The Nazis. A matter of fact, the Nazis, and I actually have a sample of one of these. It's a little metal disc. Looks like something you might see on the end of a, of a key ring. And what it is, it's a warrant disc. And all the Nazi officer had to do, all that SS man had, that Gestapo man, all he had to do was come to your door and show you that disc. And he could search anywhere, invade your privacy, of which you had none, search your house, tear it, tear it apart, looking for anything and everything at their discretion. Okay? It's that kind of action that the Fourth Amendment stands to stop. And in no way am I saying that the officers involved in the Coniglia case were acting like Nazis. No way, no, no. There was, there was this community caretaking idea. It was this concept that they thought they were operating under. Okay, but guess what? It doesn't cut the mustard, folks. It doesn't cut it when we have an amendment that mandates a warrant and we're talking about the protection in our home. And it's so refreshing to see that right enforced, enforced, and given teeth, and given power, so that you can assert your Fourth Amendment rights and, in fact, win. And I'll tell you, there was an interesting concurring opinion in this Coniglia case by Justice Alito. Man, I love Justice Alito. And he was a Jersey boy, by the way, which is kind of funny. I like that a lot. But Alito, what he said, and I'll read you from it, this case also implicates another body of law that Petitioner glossed over. 
the so-called red flag laws that some states are now enacting. These laws enable the police to seize guns pursuant to a court order to prevent their use for suicide or infliction of harm on innocent persons. They typically specify the standard that must be met and the procedures that must be followed before firearms may be seized. Provisions of red flag laws may be challenged under the Fourth Amendment. And those cases may come before us. Our decision today does not address those issues. Talk about an invitation from the Supreme Court. Well, there it is, folks, right there. Saying that, hey, you know these uh, red flag laws? Uh, they're probably got a lot of problems. And uh, we're probably going to be reviewing them. And if any of you out there are subjected to it, uh, here's a little hint. Yeah. So that's a nice thing to read. A nice thing to see. That these seizures, that New Jersey particularly, does on a regular basis, routine basis, without many times without any statutory authority whatsoever, without even a claim, you know, like, oh, safekeeping. We're doing it for safekeeping. What the hell is safekeeping? Yet that's what they'll write. I've seen it. In, oh, we seized the guns for safekeeping. No warrant. No law about it. When you look at New Jersey's duty to warn law, duty to warn, where if any doctor or nurse or whatever hears you ever say anything like, uh, you know, I could kill that guy, or man, I'm so depressed I could kill myself, even though you're just talking hyperbolic, you're not really going to kill anybody. Whoa, you said that? And they think you have a gun? They report you. They are required to. And they report you? Guess what? Police come and seize your guns. And guess how they do it? Without a warrant. Oh, my, just like Coniglia versus Strom. Yeah, just like that. It's called the entire New Jersey duty to warn law is now absolutely in tremendous jeopardy. And well, it should be. And remember, when these things get taken, well, if you happen to have one of those intrinsically evil magazines that happens to hold over 10 rounds or something like that, oh, guess what? You're getting criminally charged. Or if you have a, you know, you possess a slingshot in New Jersey, well, you're going to get charged with a felony level offense, 18 months in state's prison, and how'd they get there? Well, a uh, nurse reported that you said, you know, you were mad you could kill this guy. Oh, great. No warrant even. Well, guess what? Now, anything seized pursuant to these things are going to be subject to really powerful suppression motions. And we're using them right now in our practice. Because this is what takes place. This abuse isn't what they present it to be. Because there's the other implications. And the other implications are to turn law-abiding citizens into criminals, to take away your gun rights. And everything that we've talked about in this show shows exactly that. That's what they're about. Destroy the law-abiding gun owner. Get their guns. Set them up. Take away their rights. Nail them. And that, my friends, is not at all what our system was supposed to be. So at least we're finally seeing some pushback, some pushback by the Supreme Court, and with credit, a 9-0 case, both sides saying this 
cannot fly anymore. So good. And uh, let's see it continue with this great trend. It's important to our liberty. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.